We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Wednesday, April 28th, Vince, and it feels like just yesterday, spring ball was starting. And now we're three days away from spring ball ending, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Notre Dame blue-gold game today. We're going to preview uh, just some some overall overall things that we're looking for, some interesting topics, and, and just dive into the offense, then the defense. Vince has two pages worth of notes. For they're little pages, show. but yes. they are note filled. So you got a couple Lincoln Riley plague sheets there, uh, <laughs> that's right. uh, ready that's right. to go. And uh, so, so that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, this is an interesting one, Vince, because to me, normally I don't, I just, and I still don't put a whole lot in blue gold games from Correct. an out, outcome standpoint. I yes. think that no one should <clears throat> care about what so and so's completion percentage was, or you know what the score is, or. It, it's more about just seeing how this program is developing up to this point Correct. in the process of getting ready for the season. But I think there's more this year that I'm intrigued by than most years. Most years it's just like, ah, it's going to be a fun game. But there's actually, because of some of the changes on offense that we hope to see, right. because of the new coordinator, because of some of the transfer situations and position battles, there's just a lot more intrigue for this game. And maybe that's also partly because we didn't get one last year. And I'm, and I'm feeling super deprived that we didn't have that. And so now I'm even more so looking forward to this. But there's a lot more. Well, for me, Vince, and I, you tell me if you agree, there's a lot more intrigue for me. There's a lot more that I'm like, man, I'm really curious how this goes, where normally I'm just like, eh, whatever. It's a blue gold game. It'll be fun. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact we haven't been able to see practice, too. That's I mean, true. 
a lot of times we're going into the blue gold game. We have a lot of our answer, our questions answered. Like we kind of know what to expect. We know, you know, who's been rotating with who and, 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 you know, things of that nature. Like we, we have a really good idea of what we're going to see in the blue gold game. Now we've got an inkling, like we think we know some stuff mm-hmm. and will all those questions be answered in the blue gold game? No, of course they won't. But I think we're going to get, closer to those answers by watching the blue goal game. And like I said, since we didn't have practice to watch um, the blue goal game means a little bit more, you know, you can be able to see some stuff in person that we haven't been able to see. Um, There's just, there's a little bit more riding on it this year. And you're right. There wasn't one last year. There wasn't a spring last year. And this is kind of a unique year because of all the position battles that are taking place. Uh, you know, the offensive line, quarterback, wide receiver, obviously more so on the offensive side, but there's still a lot of intrigue on the defensive side because of Marcus Freeman, the cornerback, all of that stuff. There's a lot more questions out there about this particular 2021 Notre Dame team that we haven't seen the last few years, right? I mean, we there hasn't been this many position battles there hasn't been you know a new coordinator in a little bit um you know obviously tommy reese was new but we kind of knew where that was going to your point though vince with reese and lee those guys were promotions from within correct wasn't an outside and i haven't really feel like this is since post 2016 and i feel like this is kind of like tommy reese's first season because i also feel like we're going to see some things from him Mm -hmm. not necessarily in the blue gold game i get all that but I think we're going to see some of his personality coming out into the offense more this year than last year, mm-hmm. right? I, I just, I, I think, hope, I hope so too. I, like, I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's put right. it that way. So, my concern about this game, Vince, and this is from a fan perspective, from an okay. analyst perspective, my big concern is because we haven't seen any practice, not any real practice. We've seen these like little highlight clips. I've seen so much overreaction to those little clips. People say, well, this guy should be the starting quarterback because of what we've seen in these little three-minute clips. And and my concern is that that there's going to be a much more overreacting to the blue gold game than normal. There's normally a lot of overreacting to a spring game when we've been at eight practices and we can tell people, okay, that's not what you saw. Okay, what we saw in these other eight practices was this kid did really well. I don't care that he did. We don't have that. Yeah. Because it's always interesting because it's it's like there's always going to be a negative on every play. And, and what I mean by that is if if a receiver goes out there and scores three long touchdowns, it's it's like, well, yeah, that was good. But, man, he's corner, yeah, right? right? Or, or you know, the, the defensive line, man, they had a bunch of sacks and they dominated the run game. Yeah, but it's the offensive line's not any good. And that's kind of the, the concern that you – that's one of the you – know, that's one of the negatives of, of watching the spring game and evaluating sure. the spring game. And I'm more concerned about that this year because we had so little access – to where Notre Dame kind of drove the storyline. They could put whatever clips in there yes. that they wanted, and there wasn't any independent analysis and observations of what we saw, and that's and, a concern of mine. And let me tell you, in this day and age of uh, huddle film and things of that nature, you can look really, really good in a highlight Oh yeah, montage, right? And it doesn't necessarily say what the truth is, is mm-hmm. the best way to put it. Um you know, that's why coaches want to watch full game film. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to watch the highlight film that's on huddle. Yeah, that might get their attention. You watch it, it's but it's a part of a bigger evaluation That's exactly process. right. And so Notre Dame, and I don't know how, 
you know, who has say and what goes out and, you know, all mm-hmm. of those different things from a video standpoint. I don't know where the buck stops, if you will. Yeah, I, I doubt Brian Kelly's like looking over the video right. shoulder saying, oh, no, no, we don't show that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Put that one in there. But there's I definitely some that's pick and choose. I mean, there's, there's some direction. Some there's some direction. Absolutely. Look, here's there's, what we want. Let's get this in there. There's a reason we're not getting like the all 22 look. You know what I mean? So like we're getting you know, that super zoomed in. Yeah. It's like the NFL. I still haven't version. seen a single wide receiver alignment this whole spring. You know, that's we exactly see them right. like after the catch, but we don't right. see anything else about receivers. Occasionally, yes. we get like a half of Braden Lindsay like flashing across <laughs> the screen because it's you know right in front of the camera person. Yeah. Here's another so that's, thing that's, that's interesting, Vince. We're gonna talk about position battles on offense and defense, but here's the other the other big picture observation i have there's a chance that this could be the most irrelevant position battle year ever because we're moving into a different era of college football and 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 a lot of other college football is already gone here notre dame has not offensively but defensively clark lee started using a lot more players last year and and he's always done in the offensive line but he started doing it even more in the secondary last year you know they play four safeties a game they played you know, three corners a game. They played five, six linebackers, five linebackers a game. Right. Uh, offensively, if what they're, if what we think is going to happen happens, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter as much who the number one or number two receivers. In the past years, it did matter because if you're the starting W, you're going to get eighty-five to ninety percent of the snaps. If you yep. were the starting X, you're going to get ninety to nine, eighty-five yep. to ninety percent of the snaps. So now it's kind of like with the with the exception of every position except maybe offensive line. It's kind of like, well, it doesn't really matter anymore who's going to start because they're both going to play, kind of thing. And I think that's some that to me adds a little bit of of an intrigue. Okay, so this guy's a starter, but how is this guy going to be used? Is now sort of the conversation. So if Shane Simon starts at Buck Will linebacker, that's fine. But okay, how are they going to use Maris Lewifow because he's still going to play? And those are the things that I'm interested in. So yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. It is going to be a situation where I'm more, I don't know if excited is the right word, but I'm definitely more intrigued to watch this blue gold game than yeah. I have in the past few years, right? Mm-hmm. I missed it last year, obviously. I was missing everything at this point last year. Um, we but still saw more practices last year than we saw this year. That's a really good point. <laughs> uh, well, that's really sad, too. But um, that's funny. But – I will be look, and I I won't see it live. I'll, I'll full disclosure. I've got a doubleheader on Saturday, so I won't see you it live on anyway because of the because you can only send rule. one of us. So right. I'm gonna have to watch it, uh, you know, on the replay or whatever, which is no big deal because that's how I'd be watching it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
anyway, mm-hmm. um, so but I'm I'm very intrigued to go home and sit down and just watch the game and see who's who. And so and we're going to get into that, obviously, on who what right. we're going to be watching for and all that, which I'm really excited about. And so just so look, before we dive into mm-hmm. it. So the way to work is Saturday after I get done writing stuff at the stadium, I will come home and do a sort of a, a, a recap podcast. Right. Cool. You and I will then do one again on Monday. Yes. Where we get a lot of your thoughts. Cool. So just because of the double header. So I just want people to understand that's why Vince most likely won't be yeah. on the podcast on Saturday after the game because he's going to have a couple it's, things to worry about. That. It is what it is. Trying to get some W's. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff. And it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's talk about the Notre Dame defense, Vince. This is the this okay. is the side of the ball that to me is the complete opposite of what we just talked about. In that, there's to me there's not as many concerning questions. Sure, at least not as many across the board. There's some concerning questions. I guess it's it's almost like we're kind of taking this side of the ball for granted. And, yeah. and we've had a couple comments and questions here from people. Uh, Brian Chesanek says, I keep hearing from the national media that Notre Dame will take a step back in 2021. I think the D-line will elevate the defense and the offense will be more explosive. Should I tamper my expectations of 11-1? and I have two bits of advice for Brian. Number one is stop listening to the national media. They have no idea what they're talking about. None. Sorry. Sorry. Because what they're doing is they're looking at how many guys from Notre Dame are in in the NFL draft process right now right and you know how could they possibly bounce back after losing all of that talent right Mm -hmm. and but they don't understand they don't understand marcus freeman number one number two they don't understand the kind of talent that's been sitting on the bench at notre dame this Mm -hmm. whole time um and they don't understand the fact that notre dame is hopefully adjusting their offensive philosophy a little bit so i the national media they just don't know enough and it's not no knock against them they have to know about 120 different teams right so I get it, um, but from a from a record standpoint, maybe they take a step back. Let's just say that they do. Yeah, I mean, they may not go undefeated in the regular season. Right. I, I, I'm still not impressed by this schedule, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. This is a very, very workable schedule for Notre Dame. And mm-hmm. they might – let's say they're not as strong of a team overall. They could still go undefeated, right? I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. But if you tell me that Notre Dame goes 10 and 2, I'm going to have a hard time picking out which two games they're going to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, for going into the game. Now obviously you see the game play out, you're like, "Okay, well that's why." Or if there's injuries or or whatever the case may be. But man, I would have a hard time picking out which two games those are going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, uh they ha- they should be favored in every game they go into this year. I'll just say that. Yeah, name me the team that has a better roster than Notre Dame. And, right. and let's not forget we saw the same thing in 2017. How's Notre Dame going to replace Mike McGlinchey and Quentin Nelson and sure. and and you know Durham Smythe and you know all these different players that Josh Adams and all these different guys and it's like well they went twelve and zero the next year you know and right in the twenty eleven it was how are they going to replace Harrison Smith and how are they going to replace Michael Floyd and Robert Blanton and Darius Fleming and Kerry Neal and Ian all these guys and then they went twelve and zero the next year I 
I think what happens is the national media consistently underrates Notre Dame's talent. We saw it sure. last year when everybody's shocked that Miles that that uh, Chase Claypool did as well as he did at the combine. And I'm sure. like, well, did you not watch his film? Right, because exactly. you shouldn't have been shocked if you watched well, his film. And I think then, defensively, to yeah. me, is where there, there's. Um, I think there's too much emphasis placed on recruiting rankings when it comes to projecting the next team because they don't they're not concerned about Alabama and Ohio State losing a ton of players because they rank in the top 3 in recruiting every year. Well, there's a reason that Notre Dame consistently finishes 10 and 2, 11 and 2, 12 and 1 the last 4 years because they're recruiting guys like Isaiah Foskey who may not be a highly ranked player, but you and I knew when we he watched the film this dude's a beast. <laughs> Right? He'll, be, he'll be highly you, you and I see the out. film. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I just and I also think to your point, the schedule isn't. But I think the biggest thing for me is I have an expression that 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 I've used, and I'm I'm just really enjoying making up stuff as we go with expressions wise. But I say, look, you know, it used to be defense wins championships, but now it's defense gets you to the show, and the offense has to win the championship. But the whole point about why I think Notre Dame is going to be better is because the defense is still going to be really good. Sure. The yep. defense will still get you to the show. Now, whether or not you can compete when you get there is going to be determined by the offense. But Absolutely. When I look at this Notre Dame football team, I say, and you compare it to, again, they don't play Ohio State in the regular season. They don't play Alabama in the regular season. They don't play Clemson in the regular season. They don't play Georgia in the regular season. All these teams, everybody's like, oh, these teams are so good. I saw one of these dudes from ESPN, which has just become embarrassing in its coverage of college football, to be honest with you. Some guy had Iowa State ranked fourth in the preseason poll. Name me a human being with any common sense that's going to say, "Yeah, I like Ohio- Iowa State's roster better than Notre Dame's roster." Wow. I mean, it's just a, it's getting them. It's one of those F and P plus and it's, it's nonsense. Stuff. It is, you know. And, and and Notre Dame is to me should still once again be a top ten team. They should still be minimum ten and two, which again is a top ten team. And they are a team that should still, if they can catch a couple breaks. Couple guys develop is still have a shot to go into November as a team that is in contention for the college football playoff. Absolutely. Now, will they make it again? Don't know. I don't think the standard is it's a failure if they don't make the college football playoff. I'm not one of those people. It's did your is your program continue to improve? And are you then putting yourself in position that in 2022 you're Which able to then go make that run? Is when That's the schedule is brutal. So right. they're they're going to be, be returning a lot of dudes. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. Exactly. Of course so. You are. To, to my my point to Brian is just don't worry about what the national media says. It's it's become less about analysis and more about you know effect mm-hmm. and clicks and those type of things. Uh, should you tamper your expectation of eleven and one? No, this is the twelfth year of Brian Kelly's tenure. No, they have a lot of talent no. coming back. They've recruited very well in recent seasons. This roster is to the point where. If they go less than eleven and one, it needs to be because some team is way better than you thought. You know, right. which could happen. That happens Absolutely. sometimes. You yeah, know, for and, sure. And we may look at USC and be like, ah, they're not. But you know, then USC has this dream magical season, and all of a sudden, you know, they're they're a wonderful team, and they beat Notre Dame by field goal or something like that. That could always happen. You could play a team in a in a horrible weather condition where it yeah. neutralizes this. You know, NC the, State a few years ago, right? Yeah. Right. Where it just completely neutralizes your talent advantage. There's all types of things that could happen. But to Injuries. me, minimum yeah. minimum ten and two. And if I'm saying minimum ten and two, to Brian's point then we shouldn't you shouldn't tamper at an 11 and 1 expectation because again Correct. that's the floor yeah. and a big reason for that is the defense yep yep because so i'm very confident that. in the talent the depth and the coaching that Notre Dame is going to receive on defense so yes. to begin with that Vince 
Yes. What are the three big picture things you're looking for when you watch the game on Saturday? These things, I guess, kind of bleed into each other, but um, I- I'm just excited to see this defense coached by a different person. Um, and, you know, whether that's Chris O'Leary, whether that's, you know, Marcus Freeman, I just want to see the philosophy, right? I want to see the guys flying all over the field. And I, and I realize this is more of a big picture than like a specific football thing, but I- I'm just excited to see. You know the play calls, the just the 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 running around, allowing players to play, and, and things of that nature that we've heard so much. I want to see it from an all twenty-two view, right? I want to see how the corner is filling for a linebacker. I want to, you know what I mean, like some of those different things. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess it, in a word, it's I want to see Freeman's defense. That, that's mm-hmm. what I want to see, and I know that's real big picture, but mm-hmm. that, that's where I'm at with number one. I went a little bit more narrow focused sure. with it. And to me, the first thing I want to see is what do the coverage looks look like? Are they going to play as much man as we think? What's the man going to look like? There's a lot of different ways to play man coverage. You can play press. You can play off man. You can play press and then bail at the snap. Sure. You're still in man coverage. You can play off and then come up and reroute and open and run. Uh, will they Will they be pure man? Will they be half man, half zone? Those are the kind of things that I'm looking to see is – I think the coverage structure is going to look a lot different this year. That's probably going to be the most noticeable change. And that, to me, is the first thing I'm looking at. A couple of things real quick here, Vince. Uh, just mm-hmm. I've had, seen people ask about this. Um, B, DBZ asked, what channel is the game on at, at what time? I So, DBZ, look, irishbreakdown.com tomorrow at 6 a.m. I have a story that's going to be published. It's going to have a link to all of our spring content. But it's also going to have the time, the date, and the channel. But I'm also going to put a link to the channel. So it's on Peacock, but you can get it for free. I'll have a link and then uh, directions on how to get Peacock at you. when you click on that. So make sure you check that out uh, tomorrow. Uh, but you. back back to the thing. Number two for me, Vince, is, is again, you went kind of big picture. So this yeah. is part of my number two. I want to see what the personnel packages look like. Yeah. Do they do they are they just going to be going from four two five to three? To, <laughs> there you go. To three three five with the same right. personnel. Yes. Are they going to do both of that? Will they also then mix up the, the personnel with different personnel to go into those different looks? Those are the things I'm looking to see. Yeah, and I, you know, I want to see them move in from a three front to a four front. And are they going to keep the defensive end, the Viper, in and put them in a linebacker? And what does the Rover look like? You know, um, so yes, I had personnel packages basically mm-hmm. for my number two as well. I want to see how multiple. They can be with the same personnel. That that that's mm-hmm. going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And my third is is the pressures. I want to see what kind of pressure packages he brings. We may not see. It's kind of like offense. We may not see a whole lot in this game. And if we don't, right. I'm not going to be stressed about it because we've seen we've seen some stuff in practice that makes you think they're going to be aggressive. They may not show it in right. the game. And I don't but if they them. if it's they fine. do, I would I would like to see kind of what those look like. Yeah, my final one was was linebacker play. I, I want to see number one who's lining up, who's lining up where. You know, are they taking linebackers off the field? Like I said, again, it's kind of personnel-ish and package-ish, right? So Mm -hmm. they kind of all go together. Um, But I I had written down linebacker play. I'm very interested to see, you know, are we going to see Drew White and and Bauer out there together? Mm -hmm. That intrigues me to no end. Uh, I'm curious if we're even going to see Drew White um, because he's been banged up so much. Brian Kelly had made a comment that they're probably going to protect him and play it safe with him because they already know what Drew can do. Sure. So there's a chance we may that not even sense. see Drew White. But if, if he sense. does play, to your point, I would like to see them see them do that. Before we move on to the next one, uh, Jacob 
you, he, Jacob was with us the last show. Thanks so much uh, for the daily content and making my days much better, man. That Joe, I can't, Jacob, I can't tell you how much that means, man, because it, when, <laughs> no you know, we put in a lot of hours. Vince is teaching and coaching and he has five kids and he takes breaks to do these shows. Um, we love to do it, but it, it, it is a lot of work. And when, when we know that it's, it's being watched and yeah, it's, it's making an impact and people are enjoying it. That's why Vince is so moved by Connor's comments. Cause Vince can relate to that a lot more than I can. Cause we won't have kids. <laughs> if my kids are getting annoying, I just, you know, let them outside to go to the bathroom or throw give them a bone to chew on for a little while because my kids have four legs. Well, one has three legs, but you know, the other one has four legs. That's true. But that's the uh, one my daughter loves the most. She so. does. She yeah. does. Um, but, uh, but yeah, really appreciate that. And then of course, you know, you're, 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 Given your hard-earned money to us to help us help support our channel, yeah, no doubt, sure, humbled and, and greatly appreciated. But we do have more football to talk about. We do, we do. Three players on defense, and I have a feeling you and I are going to be on the same page here. I we, had, we did not talk about the three. We, we did. We, we didn't we get talk to the about defensive the topics. side. Yeah. Uh, what are the three players you are most looking forward to watching on defense? Number one is number big number seven. Okay, uh, Isaiah yeah, number Foskey. one. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see him really take control of the starting position, right? He's been kind mm -hmm. of a spot player, you know, made an impact, no question, right? But, you know, some sometimes guys, and I'm not saying this is going to be the case with him, I'm saying in general, sometimes when now the pressure's on them to be the starter and be the guy, sometimes they can't step up, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying we're going to get all those questions answered, but I love the fact that he's going to be on the field more often. Uh, I'm excited to see the impact that he has yeah. as a starter. So he's my number one. One of the questions we got during the show, Vince, is from P-Dub. Is the defensive line that good or is the offensive line that bad? We're going to kind of get a sense of that. But yeah. to me, I think it's more about the defensive line being that good. And I yes. think that Foskey is going to be a big part of whether or not that, that, that goes into the fall. Whether that continues against maybe more experienced teams and when you get to when it really matters. Foskey has to step up and be the guy. He doesn't have to be like the 13-sack first-round draft pick this sure. year. Sure, but he needs to at least have a Julian Aquara esque, you know, the 2018 season that Julian Aquara had. He right. needs to have, you know, 12 TFLs, seven, eight sacks, just be a good pressure guy, yeah. you know, be disruptive. That we need to see from him Absolutely. this spring, and so that's why he's number one on my list. And your number two is, you know, what I have Bo Bauer here. I'm, mm, I'm excited. We don't have the same three. Interesting. I, you know, I am excited to see especially with Drew White potentially being on the shelf for the spring game, which I don't blame Brian Kelly for in any way. He started – you know what he brings to the table. Mm -hmm. I want to see Bo Bauer with the opportunity to be the guy in the middle for an entire game. I want to see what he can do. I, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of his, and I want to see, especially in this kind of a defense, uh, where they're going to let him potentially blitz and, and kind of move around and all those different things. I want to see what 52 can do. I, I'm yeah. excited. Well, one of the questions we got from Sean Rogers was, is there any way Drew White does not start in the fall? Well, sure. yeah. There's a way, Bo yeah. Bauer dominates. And I've heard yep. that Bo Bauer's had a great spring. And if, if you know, and again, this is a situation where you have a first time coordinator. Right. He's going to, he's going to play the guys that he thinks is best. I mean, he's going to watch uh, film from before, yeah. of course. Yeah. But he, he, he has made a point. And he said it in his press conference, you know, when he was talking about Houston Griffith, he said, look, my evaluation starts when I walk on the field, yeah. right? He goes and with you guys. He like, said that to Tariq Bracey. Was it Bracey? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him saying it in a press conference. He's like, you know. But it applies to everybody. It applies to everybody. That's exactly right. He wants to see what guys can do in front of him, you know? Right. And so, yeah, there's absolutely a chance that that could happen. 
I'd be shocked if Drew White's not starting game one. But to <laughs> your too. point, I could see if Bo Bauer plays what well, continues to play well this spring that that eventually that Bauer's snaps become a little bit more than Drew White snaps sure. by the end of the year. I can I, see that. My number yep. two is Houston Griffith. I think he is one of the keys to the defense. He has to play well. He has yep. to play well. And I'm curious to see how he's going to do because he's kind of had to take a leadership role in the secondary this spring because right. there's no Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. He's not there. I mean, he's right. there, but he's not there. Right. And I'm curious to see how he how he does. Now, in the few clips we've seen him, I thought he's looked good. Even the one or two times he's gotten beat, he was in great position. It just required a great ball and a great catch, which and, is going to happen. Right. Uh, so I want to see him. And and you're, if your number, if we don't have the same number three, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely shocked. Well, I had Houston Griffith as my number three. Where's she, so you've given up on Cam Hart? You like you you you're no longer on a Cam Hart bandwagon? Is that where we're at now, Vince? No, I am. I am also the president of his fan club as well. Well, where's where's the I guess, love? Hey, I guess look, my, my confidence level is so high. He didn't Vince, even make my list. We're now at crunch time. We're getting ready to preview the blue gold game, and you have no Cam Hart mentions. You're I'm right. Just saying you have yeah. lost your 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 fan club presidency status. You've been demoted. You're not you're not wrong. That's that's fair. That that is fair. Uh, he, he he didn't spring to mind, which I don't know what that says. I I think I'm gonna need to lay down on a couch and have a conversation yeah. with somebody. But, yep. Uh, yep. No, I I agree Cam's with you. My number three. Cam's I, my number three. I, He's I, so, I agree with you. So that's much. why two of the three guys on my list were secondary guys. Because yeah. to your point about like Bo Bauer, like yeah, Bo's a really good player. I could see him playing, but I if he doesn't, they're gonna be fine because sure. Drew White can play. Absolutely. The reason Griffith and Harder at the top of my you know, the the number two and three on my list. Is because they both need they in an ideal world for Notre Dame, they both step up and play well. They are sure. keys to the secondary becoming good enough. Because here's the deal: as good as the defensive line is, it can get you to the show. But for them to to take that next step, and this is something we talked about in a recent show, Vince, they have to be able to dominate in those big games. Right, right. But dominating against those those good teams doesn't look like it does when you're playing. Purdue or Florida State. Right. There's gonna and we saw this in 2018 against Clemson. The defensive line whooped Clemson's butt all game long. Yep. There was about five or six plays where they didn't get pressure. And on those five or six plays, Trevor Lawrence made, shredded the secondary. Plays. And yeah. so no matter how good the defensive line is, to win on the big stage, your secondary has to perform well. And to right. me, Houston and Cam Hart are two very, very important parts of that. Whether it's the starters, yeah. In Cam, and it's Houston needs to be a starter, but in Cam's situation, whether it's a starter on the boundary, whether it's in the nickel, whether it's part of rotation, he needs to be involved. They need Cam Hart to step up and play well, and I want to see how he performs against what I believe to be a pretty good wide receiver core. So that's yep. why. I now, like it. Position battles. There's yes. only two for me. I couldn't really go much further than two, and the reason for that is Vince is because I like I look at the defensive line and it's like I don't think it matters who starts. Like right. I just I'm with there you there. Are, there's a bunch of dudes going to no, play. Definitely didn't have that. I only had two positions that I really had let, written down as position battles. What was your first one? Well, I, I guess you could call this two, but I had corner, either corner spot, mm-hmm. because I don't think anything's a given um, at either corner spot going into the spring, uh, especially with Marcus Freeman coming in, uh, and especially with, you know, Tariq Bracey and the issues that he had at the end of last year. Um, you know, Clarence Lewis is, was a true freshman. I mean, played well for a true freshman. But again, there's nothing guaranteed. So mm-hmm. um, it was it was the cornerback positions. Okay, mm-hmm. who's going to step up? You know, are they going to use a corner in the nickel? Um, so really, that whole cornerback room 
Um, mm-hmm. Who's going to step up? Who's going to start? So that was my first one for sure. I went there too. I want to see what, you know, right now I look at it and say it's it's a Clarence Lewis, Cam Hart, and then Tariq, uh, Tariq Bracey is kind of the three guys that will play. Yep. What's that going to look like? Is, is Lewis starting and Tariq Bracey plays in the nickel or plays in the rotation? Is Cam, you know, or, or is it is Cam Hart starting or maybe they move Clarence Lewis to the boundary because Cam Hart's not ready to be the guy and Tariq's playing great? There's so many question marks about it. Uh, but I want to see who steps up. And then is the hype about some of the younger guys that Brian Kelly brought up real? I, I have, again, this is where you got to be careful looking too much in the videos because when I watch the videos, I see Ramon Henderson getting beat a lot. Yeah, but that could just be coincidence of the videos because he could also be offense. dominating. Yeah. We've seen we've seen maybe what 10, 12, 15 clips of him this spring. He's had hundreds of snaps right. this spring, right. so it's just not indicative. And so you can't really make those those conclusions. Brian Kelly raved about him, but is that real or not? We're going to see a cha- sure. first chance to really see Ramon on on Saturday. So you know, is he is that a real battle or is it Cam Hart by default? If Cam Hart wins the job, I want it to be because he's that good, not because, well, who else are you going to play? Right, right. And that's where I get a little bit concerned. Yes, no, makes this Connor, I love you, man. Down with ESPN, support independent media. Preach. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> uh, and we appreciate your support, my man. Yeah, no, very, I, very much. I told you, he's he's in my Hall of Fame for comments. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I love that guy so much. Yeah. So, so the other <laughs> one for me is Will Linebacker. And really? It's okay. Not so, yeah, it's not so much a position battle in that one guy's going to play over the other. It's who's going to start, and then who's it, is one guy going to be kind of the starter, and then the other guy is used as sort of like a a role player, a niche player. Uh, you know, because one of the questions that we got up here was uh, from Jay, John A. One: How good will Shane Simon be in 2021? I think that's a big one because if Shane Simon just locks down the will linebacker spot it's because he had a great spring yeah so that's kind of partly why i want to see is this a real is this a real battle is shane locked it down or is mayor still pushing because the answer to that is going to tell us just how good that will linebacker position is going to be in a perfect world shane locks down the base defense will linebacker job and he can play all three downs that then frees you up to use maris as sort of like a missile yeah. When Maris is sure. in the game, he's going to attack. <clears throat> he's coming. And you, can, and you can be more of a niche player. Sure. That, to me, is the ideal situation for me. And then maybe some situa- sometimes when we always talk about you know putting Drew White and Bo Bauer on the field together, well, what about some scenarios where you want to get a little bit more athletic and you put sure. Shane Simon and Maris Lufau on the field Absolutely. together? Absolutely. That's something I'm curious to see more of this spring but that only happens if those two guys step up so that was the other one for me that was an intriguing position battle well and you know i had a tough time coming up with a second one to be honest with you because cornerback has kind of occupied my my brain trust for a while Mm -hmm. um i did put rover there um just because you know i want to see jack kaiser just ball out you know what i mean just and and look i love um uh, the local kid from Penn. I, but he's not he's really play, He hasn't played in this spring. And he's right. injured. And, so it's and not a position not, battle yet. Exactly. Yeah. He's not going to have right. an opportunity to really battle for that. Um, and so, so you just went – so basically, Vince, you went boundary corner, field corner, nickel corner is kind of your three <laughs> position battle. Fair <laughs> enough. Much. Pretty Fair much. Enough. Pretty much. Fair those, and, and the other reason is, and we've talked about this too, those positions are so important in Marcus Freeman's defense because he's going to put those guys on an island Mm-hmm. And so they need to be able, you know, he'll, if, if they can't do it, he's going to mm-hmm. come up with ways to protect them. Yeah. But in order for his defense to be what it needs to be, he's got to trust those yeah. guys, you know? And so those are really huge positions 
uh, right now. So that that's it's definitely preoccupied. This is sure. a little bit off topic, Vince, but it's kind of relevant to my Will linebacker conversation. Oh yeah, I see that. Could you imagine? Nope. Jalen Smith playing his defense. Oh my lord. No. He almost. I mean. <laughs> That would be scary. <laughs> that would be, be unbelievable. Very, very scary to see him playing it. Yeah, he would. He would be a beast. And I think Manti'd be a beast in this defense too. Yeah. And I'm going to do too. an article this summer about why there's a the, the need for a thumping middle linebacker is coming back. And I have and I believe it's coming back. And I'm going to have an article about that this summer. But um, in the in the era of RPOs, I think it's important to have a thumper middle linebacker. But sure. I, I'd love. But Jalen would just be. I mean, he'd be. I mean, the only person that could ever slow down Jalen Smith was Brian Van Gorder. Yeah. That's the only person ever that could tamp down his production ever. Uh, oh, freshman to watch, Vince. Freshman to watch. Who's your first so, freshman to watch? You know, keeping in mind that Gabriel Rubio's probably not going to play because right. he has an arm injury. Yeah. I I had two. I, I had Ryan Barnes and Justin and uh and Riley because they're 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 competing at the cornerback spot, right? You said and Ryan that, Barnes and, and Philip Riley. Philip Riley, yeah. Okay. Yep. The, I had those two um, just because of what is going on at the cornerback position. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the two. I, I'm hoping that they get a legit opportunity um, to go out. And, again, they're true freshmen. I'm not expecting miracles here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see 25 and 15, see what they can get done, see what they can accomplish out there. Uh, and it'll probably be against you know the number two wide receivers or whatever, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see how they're progressing and how they're doing. Could end up being against the number ones if they do what Kelly kind of talked about, which is very well ones versus twos and that kind of thing. But yeah, they were my one and two, Barnes and Riley. I just want to see how they're progressing. Yeah. You know, my expectation for them was they would make some noise this spring and then that would then spring them into the offseason where they would then make a jump and then battle in the fall. My third is Justin Walters. I've he has flashed in some of those clips. Safety, right? A little bit further along than I thought, because he didn't play as a senior because of Illinois canceling football. He's number twenty, and he has he has performed well to the point where you know he could be pushing for a role in that secondary by the time we get to the fall. Now, right now, I still think he's probably too far behind scheme wise and all those kind of things. But that's not what the spring is for for freshman on defense. It's yeah. about make some noise, learn sure. the defense. But then when you get that under your belt, then you can go into the fall and you've got those twenty five plus practices to really yeah. focus on battling. So he. The the three se- and look, there's a theme here that we've kind of covered. There's a lot of secondary conversation in this defensive breakdown because that's True. the one position to me that is the most problematic. Now it's yep. not going to hurt them against most of their opponents, but look, the way that USC runs their offense, it's hard for your defensive line to impact the game the way it will against a North Carolina who runs the ball so much. They get the ball out so and fast. they throw yeah. a ton. It's a right. it's, it, I mean, it's almost like seven on seven football to a degree. Right, it is. You're right. So you, you're you got to have guys can cover when you're playing yep. USC, and I know they lost Tyler Vaughn's and Amon Ross St. Brown, but trust me, USC is not going to be devoid dudes, of talent man. receiver. Because they're all in their backyard. Right. I mean, they can right. they can right. recruit LA. You, right. you know what I'm saying. But right. yeah, they're they're gonna have guys. They're gonna have athletes. Right. No North Carolina is gonna have guys can can spread the field. And then bigger picture, if you are able to go 11 and 1, 12 and 0, because your schedule's not great, or you're just that good, you play Alabama, you play Clemson, you play Oklahoma or Ohio State in the playoff, you're gonna have to be able to cover. Uh, and we talked Absolutely. about this for the same reasons we discussed earlier. Look at the 2018 game. At some point in time, there's going to be plays where you have to you have to be able to cover, and and that leads to this question from Joe: 
you know, once you're if you get to the final four, can Notre Dame play with the you know big boy football and actually be in the game and play with the other powers of the CFB? There's two things that are going to factor into that. One, does the secondary make the jump that we hope it can make? And then number two, it's offense. Can the offense yep. score? Can they front score? seven wise, Vince? I'm not at all concerned about the front seven. I agree. I think Notre Dame has arguably the best safety in the entire country. But what do those other three to four secondary positions right. look like? That's sure. the bigger question for me. Yep. 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 Completely so, agree. Now, final three takeaways. What are the three things that you hope that we're talking about with the defense when we come out of the spring? Well, I hope we're talking about how impressed we are with the depth uh, mm-hmm. defensively. And I know, you know, we know what the defensive line is bringing to the table. We know what linebackers are involved. And I think there's depth there, uh, to be honest with you. So I think, we'll, you know, we'll be talking about that. Again, it goes to the secondary, you know. Um, I'm hoping that those two freshmen we talked about, Riley and Barnes, that they're stepping up, you know, and that, that okay, we got some quality depth at corner, you know. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that Walter steps up and you could say, okay, we've got some quality depth at safety, right? I, I hope we're talking about depth across the board mm-hmm. on the defensive side of the ball because that's going to make them that much, that much more dangerous mm-hmm. as we move forward in the season. My number one is is the defensive line as good as advertised. That's the one for me. Do you I think we're going to be able to figure that out though in this game? Yeah, because I think you can you can evaluate a player's production independent or their their performance independent of the production. So if they're out okay. there making a ton of plays, you can still tell whether Jason Edemuel is quick off the ball. You sure, can still sure, tell sure. if Isaiah Foskey's enhances pass rush moves. You can still tell if Myron Tungavaloa is is comfortable playing the defensive end if Justin Adam has improved his game if if Riley Mills has made the necessary physical jumps that he needs to make showing off the athleticism and those types of things so yeah I think we still can learn for the same reasons when you watch a kid playing in high school a high school film and you know he's better than everybody on the field you can still evaluate what's his explosiveness like what's his agility what's his footwork does he have loose hips what is his technique those types of things so I still think there's plenty to learn but yeah. again, if they don't dominate this game, that 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 could be a thing where, okay, was it because they tamped down the pressures? They didn't add, right. they didn't turn them loose, or is it because maybe they're not as good as as we're thinking, and it's just been more about the highlights have just been that good, and they're they're really they they only make nine good plays a, a, a practice, and they just happen to be all in the highlights. Yeah, you know right. we're gonna find out. And then number two, Vince, we're on the same page here. I know we talked about this one, and that's certainty in the secondary. I just. Yep. I hope yep. that we're saying, boy, you know, Cam played well and the freshmen have promise and DJ Brown's solid. Houston stepped up and balled out. Tariq's back to, you know, his old ways. He's Clarence Lewis. I hope all those potent, that things that we're hoping for in the secondary are are what we see and we're feeling good about it heading into the spring or heading yep. into the summer. And that that's my number two as well. I mean, that was it, – it, I put cornerback stability. You know, are we going to get kind of an idea of where things are, you know, get a pecking order – you know, mm-hmm. more so defined than what we think it is going mm-hmm. in. And, and and I stopped at number two. I mean, right. those are the, honestly, those are the yeah. two things that I'm really going to be – I want to be taken away from this yeah. game. I mean, I feel like I've got all the other answers. Yeah, so. and, and back to what John said, kind of the point number one is, you know, is the, is twenty in 2021 is the defensive line now the strength of the football team. I think it has a shot to be. And I think we sure. need to be talking about that being true coming out of spring game. If When you look at the town at tight end, and running back, and linebacker, and receiver, quarterback. There's a lot of really talented positions. If for, through all of that, we're talking about the defensive line is mm-hmm. the strength of this football team, then I'm gonna be really feel really good because to me, 
a great defensive line is like a great offensive line. It can erase a lot of your other warts. Sure. If it's dominating, okay, yeah, you could have maybe completed more balls on the secondary, but you never had time because the defense dominated you. And and that to me is 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 one of those keys. But at the same time, Vince, I need to see that the linebackers have improved. I do think that's important. Yeah. I do. I, no matter how good the defensive line is, again, because if the standard is winning a championship, you know, look at the 2012 game, you know, against Alabama. I thought the defensive line held their own that game, but the linebackers sure. and safeties played terrible in that I game. Agree. So how many times did they miss, you know, one of the two running backs, whether it's either Lacey or the other, I can't remember the other big kid's name that they had. How many times did Zeke Motto or Manti miss those guys at the line of scrimmage? Right. Well, they were meeting him at the line of scrimmage because the defensive line had, had done their job. Correct. So at this, at, when we're talking championship, you, we still need to see that the linebackers are able to make plays. And I think this is a def- defense that we talked about from day one. This is a linebacker-driven defense. And Marcus Correct. Freeman said it's driven by the defensive line, and I get what he's saying, and I don't disagree with it. But at the end of the day, and to, to, to win the, the – like Joe mentioned, can they win on the big stage? The linebackers have to be better than they were last year in an era sure. of RPOs and teams spreading the yep. field and all that kind yep. of stuff. If you don't have you great linebacker bite. play. You can't, yeah. You, you can't get sucked in and you can't yeah. bite on certain things. You got to, yeah. you yeah, have to make plays you. in space. You have you. to be able to make plays in the backfield. All those things are super sure. important. So, and yep. that is going to do it for today's show. Now it is today is Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow we'll have some, some preview stuff on the website about the blue gold game Friday. As I said, we oh, will have go. an article in the morning that has when the game is, what channel, what time. I will have a link to the Peacock Network, which is where the game is being played. So you, that'll be in there as well. Uh, we will it, it'll have instructions on how to sign up because it is free. You do not yep. have to. You do not have to buy the Peacock ne- Peacock Network. If you are a an Xfinity or Cox customer, you may not know this yet, but you already get premium access to Peacock if you just sign in. Peacock Correct. with that account. So yep. those are just some things that we'll we'll have for you on Friday. We'll also have a sort of a written what to look for uh, in, in written form for that game as well. We'll have a lot for that. Saturday, we will have a game day chat that we'll have at irishbreakdown.com. So make sure that you're signed up uh, for the website, but for, through Discuss, because we'll have that forum. I'll have live updates. Uh, we'll have our game observations. I'll have that article after the game like we normally do on game day. And then when I get home from the game, we'll fire up the live stream and we'll we'll talk about the game. I'll give my impressions. I want to hear all of your impressions. I yeah, want to hear yeah, comments, thoughts, questions, whatever the case may be, uh, and uh, and we'll go there. So, uh, Joe, just to answer that question, you can always do a super Ooh. chat during the show. You can also sign up for a membership to irishbreakdown.com. I'm not really pushing the membership forum right now because we don't have a message board yet. And I just, I want to wait till our message board is going on that, but you can always sign up to irishbreakdown.com. That would be the easiest way I right. would say. And it, the, that is $5.99 a month or $59.99 a year. And you also get access to, um, you get the Sports Illustrated, the magazine will be as part of that subscription as well. But I just haven't promoted Still that yet. You can, mine. you can find a link. I know you can find a link. <laughs> Uh, to the bottom of at the bottom of all of my articles, if you want to do that. So, um, and, and Omar nailed it correctly. It's really not a game week without an Irish breakdown preview, and and I think he is hundred percent correct. And we Omar, we <laughs> always appreciate you being in the show, my man. Really appreciate that very much. But Con's um, been awesome today, by the way. Yeah, I, I've really enjoyed uh, watching some of the banter back and forth, and 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 some of that. It's yeah. been good stuff today. So thanks, guys. D Rock, obviously, hit the like button. And uh, and 
we and subscribe, hit the notification bell. And we actually had a question kind of come up here as we were as we were getting ready to bow out of here. Uh, it's crazy how little Avery Davis comes to mind. Is it because we know what we get with him? I I actually I think there's another level for Avery I talk Davis a lot about sure. Avery Davis. Yeah, I I, I love him. I, I yeah. think that from what he's had to endure at Notre Dame, just from all the position yeah. changes and things like that, there is absolutely no reason he should still be here, other than the fact he wanted to make sure he, he wanted got to be here. Degree. And he's about he's a competitor, and, and he's but a competitor, it's, man. It's just and not the great story though, Vince. I think I, this kid's a playmaker, and, and I think, I think people too. are sleeping on him. I yes, and look, maybe, and that's I mean, we kind of did too when we talked about the guys we're looking forward to saying. That's true. To me. Yeah. I don't. I think there's two reasons people take don't talk about him. Number one is because he has played, and it's not one of these guys that you know. Well, we don't know what Lawrence Keys can do, or we don't know what Braden Lindsay can do. And I think the other the other reason is because there's an expectation, and I know people that feel this way. Well, he is what he is. Well, we saw last year. That's just who he is. Right. I don't think that's true. I, agree. I think there's a lot of room for Avery Davis to become a bigger playmaker if they're going to use him correctly. And so. Uh, but for me, it's more of I just kind of take him for granted. I just assume he's going to make that jump and be a big-time playmaker. So right. maybe that's my fault that we don't talk about him enough and we didn't yeah. end the show. But I've written a little bit about him. We've talked about him in past po- podcasts, Sean, where I, I think Avery Davis is, is going to be an NFL football player. I'm not saying he's going to be a first-round draft pick, but I I think if he tests the way I think he's going to test next year, he's going to he's going to be drafted somewhere in the middle late rounds and, and be a really productive player. So uh, venture scouring through the comments. Do you see anything else that we need to? Uh, I don't think so. To to? I don't think okay. so. Well, we'll be back again on Friday. So we will have our Friday free for all podcast, which will be just Q&A. So we'll we'll be ready to go. This these last couple shows during the week are more about us kind of just record doing our normal podcast. And then if there are questions, we'll we'll sprinkle them in. The Friday free-for-all is going to be our traditional, you show up, you guys drive the content, you drive the discussion, you ask us the things that you're curious about. We could, you know, I was thought about making it kind of specific to the blue gold game, but forget it. It's going to be a Friday free-for-all. Yeah, We're baby. going to talk about whatever y'all want to talk about, um, a Notre Dame football-related, college football-related, recruiting-related, whatever the case may be. So, Vince, I think somebody asked you earlier, too, how your baseball season's going, so maybe we can dive into that next time, too. Yeah, that sounds um, good. But, but that let's maybe wait for that until after the doubleheader, because I think how the doubleheader goes could change Vince's mind could, about how well. the baseball season's going. So, um, And then, Bobby, yes, it will be at 1 o'clock on Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we'll start right around then. Vince will obviously be there for the first hour, and then he's got to get back to his duties. Fortunately for me, this is my full-time job, so I can stay <laughs> the entire time. Uh, last week, Vince, we went two and a half hours, and there were still questions that I couldn't get to. Crazy. Just didn't have time to get to them. So it's so awesome, the community that we're building here. So we appreciate you all being part of it. Uh, Vince, uh, For Vince D'Addario, I'm Brian Driscoll. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will talk to you all again very, very soon. <laughs>